Hey friends, so just a little disclaimer before we start this episode. Today, I thought it was really important to share how your mental health can affect you as a mom, and I'll be sharing my own personal experience with anxiety and depression. However, I also fully realize that not everyone's experience with mental illness is the same, and we all just need to find what works for us. So just going into this episode, please keep in mind and remember to always talk to a doctor or healthcare professional if you feel like you might be dealing with a mental illness, so that way you can come up with a plan that makes sense for you. So with that being said, let's dive on in. Hello friend and welcome to the One Productive Mama podcast. My name is Sierra and I am a wife, mom to two boys under two, and a life and productivity coach for moms. In this podcast, I will be sharing tips and tricks so you can tackle what life is throwing at you and we can learn together how to manage the chaos that is motherhood. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Being a mom is hard, but that's why I wanted to create a space so you can know that you're not alone no matter what stage you're in. So plug in your headphones or crank it up in your car, trust me, this is a kid-friendly zone, and let's dive into the one thing that time management experts have never been able to unlock, how to do it all as a mom. So today's topic is going to be a bit heavier than others, but I just really think that it's important to have an open conversation about mental health, especially what that looks like as a mom. Because I think there are some things that are dealt with differently and the experiences we have as moms are completely different than what they were like before we became a mom. And then on top of that, things like postpartum depression or anxiety are a whole other ballgame compared to generalized anxiety disorder or the depression that some moms just face day to day. And that doesn't mean that one is better or worse than the other, but just the way that you handle them may be different. So... Just to kind of kick it off, I was very blessed with my first son to not have to deal with postpartum depression or anxiety on top of the consistent struggles with the two that I already faced. I was really worried that I would have one of those or both, and that gave me extra anxiety before my son was born because my mom had dealt with it and you know other women who were in my family had dealt with it. I had heard what that looked like. And it was very much a concern of mine. And so I kind of amped it up in my head, like, okay, I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just planned for it. Um, but because I planned on it, it also prepared myself and, and my husband for that possibility. And so I shared the signs that he should be looking for and that I needed to be looking for with myself and what the people in my life could be doing to help should those things come up. And just making sure that I was really aware of what those symptoms and signs would be so that way I could deal with it early on rather than waiting and struggling throughout however long of that first period after my son was born. So while I don't have a personal experience with postpartum depression or anxiety, if that is something that you might think that you have definitely make sure that you reach out, you you talk to your spouse, your family members, the people close to you, you reach out to a doctor and you get the help that you need to get you through this time of your life. Because being a mom is already hard enough, especially a new mom. There's so many things going on and it's so important that you 
can solve these struggles and come up with solutions early on so that way you can enjoy the parts of being a mom that you should be able to enjoy. Um, but just in case you don't know what to look for, I did want to share some of those signs. So Mayo Clinic has an article and they share some of the symptoms that you should be looking for for postpartum depression versus just baby blues, which is pretty typical. So you have baby blues, which is just, a, they last maybe a couple of days to a week right after your baby is born, and it's very common. However, if you experience any symptoms longer than a couple days or a week, or they're a lot more intense, then you may be struggling with postpartum depression. So some of those signs that they explain are severe mood swings, if you're crying a ton, if you feel like you're withdrawing from family and friends, or maybe they feel they see that you're withdrawing from them, if you're struggling to bond with your baby, if you feel like you've been really irritable, you feel hopeless, worthless, a lot of guilt, you're extremely tired, and you're basically just, you have overwhelming feelings related to those like in that area. Uh, and then obviously the more severe ones would be thoughts of death, suicide, harming yourself or your baby, things like that, that if you are experiencing any, any of those things, please reach out to someone, talk to someone, have an open conversation. There is no shame in that at all. It's very common. So please reach out to someone if you are feeling that. But with that being said, so postpartum depression and anxiety is slightly different and like I said, I haven't experienced it myself, so maybe if I ever do, like I would have a better understanding of what the differences are. But in my understanding of it and seeing other women in my life go through it, I feel like there is a slight difference, not necessarily maybe in symptoms, but just in how you can manage it and how you can get the help that you need. So I have struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life. It runs in my family and I was always just a very quiet, introverted person. I kind of struggled making friends. We moved a lot when I was younger and I was, I was very much like the overthinker. I was the analyzer. I would quietly sit back and see things happen and put together my own conclusions and like kind of figure things out. I was also just very stressed about like the littlest things, right? And I would have times where I couldn't function because I felt so overwhelmed. Like my brain was just in overdrive and I couldn't even like put into words what the issue was or what I needed to figure out because I was so overwhelmed by it. Now, that didn't mean that I wasn't a functioning student because I did great in school. I was the straight A student. All the teachers loved me. I was very good at school. And I was, you know, the co-captain of my dance and cheer teams in middle school and high school. I, I did have friends. I wasn't like completely shutting everyone out until the last two years of high school when I moved to a new, a new school. And at that point I just had kind of given up, um, making friends and being social. But before that, like I really like there was no sign that, I could actually be struggling with anxiety or depression, or at least I didn't understand that I was dealing with those because the stress of failure was actually worse to me than the stress and the anxiety of 
just not doing things. So where some people, their anxiety and their depression is so debilitating that, you know, they can't get out of bed or they just can't handle certain situations. The fear of not being able to do those things or live up to certain expectations or excel in whatever I was doing was worse than the anxiety itself. So that was definitely a blessing, but also a curse, right? Because I didn't realize that I was struggling with anxiety. I didn't realize that that was what was causing me to go into these overdrive moments to, you know, have these feelings of overwhelm and worthlessness and, you know, all of these different things that I had these highs and lows and that they were related to the depression. And it wasn't until high school that I realized that. So when I, you know, we, my mom had taken me to the doctor and when the doctor had said, you know, it sounds like that's what you have is anxiety and depression. We tried everything. So I tried therapy, went to multiple different therapists and it just didn't help me. And that's not to say that it doesn't help other people. I know many people in my life who have really thrived from being in therapy, but it just wasn't helping me. It wasn't helping me make the progressions or the progress that I was looking for. And I also tried so many medications. I probably have tried at least 10 different medications throughout my life, but they were mostly aimed towards the depression. The doctors didn't want to put me on stronger anxiety medication, even though I honestly didn't feel like the depression was the biggest issue, but it just seemed like every time I would go in, they would try a new depression-based medication, which was able to help the anxiety, but that wasn't the focus. And so I think that's part of the reason why I went through so many different medications and trying so many different things. But basically the point is, is I just tried so many different things. So when I went to college and I moved away, I was only an hour away from my family, but I very much shut down. I really struggled making friends all over again. I stayed in my room a lot and just did my homework and just, you know, I would order food in so that way I didn't have to go out. I wasn't working at the time. I had a full ride scholarship, so I didn't have to stress about that. And my housing and groceries and like anything else I had to buy, I had actually saved up money working my senior year and summer before. And so I just didn't feel the need to go out and get a job or be social because I had that little, you know, savings fund that I was just living off of. And the issue with that was that I was really struggling, but I didn't want to deal with it, right? So I finally, one weekend, I was home with my family and I opened up to my mom about how I was feeling. And so I went back to the doctor and I tried even more medications, trying to find something that would help. And I did that for a couple more years, just on and off medications, never finding the right fit, never figuring out what, you know, was really going to make me feel better. And I kind of felt like I was a slave to what medication I was trying and figuring out the symptoms. And like, I just, I couldn't get out of this cycle myself because I had to rely on outward things to make myself feel better. And once again, I literally have no issue with medications or how they can help people. I have, you know, family members and friends 
and people in my life who do use different anxiety and depression medications and they help them and they have changed how they can live. And I know that there are many benefits when you can find the right medication. And I think the biggest issue is that there are just so many, there's such a, a widespread of how anxiety and depression affect your brain and what these different medi- different medications like target in your brain to like help you produce the right connections or whatever, however medication works. Um, and for me, I just couldn't find what worked. And it doesn't mean that for other people that there isn't a solution in medications for them. But basically I got to a point where I was done and it was a few months after being married. I had a really bad reaction to a new medication that I was trying and it put me in the hospital. And that was kind of the point where I just said, you know what? I am sick and tired of trying this, of going through the same cycle over and over again, of always having to start over with a whole new, you know, treatment. And just, I had to figure out some other way to manage my anxiety because I couldn't do it anymore. And so I, I kind of did like, I'm not going to say that it was a perfect answer because before I became a mom, cause like I mentioned before, I think before and after you become a mom, you manage these things differently. So before becoming a mom, I kind of just relied on distractions and things that could like cover up the anxiety and the depression in my life. So I relied on my husband a lot and he would, you know, I would send him my massive to-do lists of when I was overwhelmed and stressed and he would just basically cut out everything that wasn't essential. And that's kind of how I handled things was I would just, you know, go to him and he would take the the issues away. And that was what I did with my depression. When I would have days where I wouldn't want to do anything, I just kind of told myself it was fine because I had the ability to stay home and do my schoolwork, especially like during the pandemic when everything else was shut down anyways. I kind of just used that as an excuse to just stay home and be sad that day. I kind of managed my mental illness by not managing it. I didn't have a solution or fix. I just kind of started taking it day by day, basically forcing myself to push through when needed. However, unlike in college, when I couldn't just like hide in my, or when I could just hide in my room, I had someone there who would come home at night and pull me out of my funk and like help me through it, which I think was a huge reason why I was able to function beyond just, you know, basic, basic necessities. However, once I became a mom, a few things really started to change and there were some different reasons for that. So like I mentioned before, I was terrified of having postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. So I really was like mentally preparing myself for that experience. I planned on having really low lows in the beginning, um, after my son was born. And so when they didn't come, of course I was absolutely relieved, but as time went on, my normal struggles crept back in. Only this time I couldn't just lay around all day and binge the great British baking show when I needed an off day. As a mom, and you know this, you basically have to be on all the time. So I had to find other ways to manage it, manage it. So this is what worked for me, but obviously everyone is different. So take what resonates with you and feel free to leave the rest. First of all, I started to really listen to my body. 
I found that one thing that would set me off is if I didn't eat enough or drink enough water. And so I made it a point to do those things every day and pay attention to when I needed it and make sure that I didn't just put it off. That when I realized I was hungry, I would go make myself a snack. Even if it wasn't a super healthy snack, I had to get something in my system. The other thing that I did, especially as I started my own business, was I really sat down with myself and figured out how I worked best and what environments would allow me to thrive. What times during the day I was most productive, when to schedule certain tasks, things like that. I was focusing on my strengths rather than just trying to get it all done in a certain time frame. I also surrounded myself with other people. So I've never been big about social media or finding people to talk to online. But something about starting a business and putting myself out there made a huge difference in my life. And it introduced me to people that I could talk to and who became close friends that were there for me. Even when I was having a bad days, they may not have even known it, but it was just having that connection that really made all the difference. I had struggled for years to make friends, and honestly, I still do, but the women I've met online have been a huge blessing in my life. So with that, I had to force myself to put myself out there more. I became more extroverted, willing to have conversations, and I got really uncomfortable in the best way possible. Heck, I even started a podcast, which I never thought I would do. But by pushing myself out of my comfort zone, I actually found that my anxiety was easing, that things that were really hard for me before were easier as time went on. And lastly, I got really in tune with what I needed and recognized that when I was having a bad day, it had nothing to do with me as a person. I separated myself from my mental illness and stopped allowing it to control me. On bad days, I still give myself space to work through it, whether that's me taking a nap or having extra TV time for my kids so that way I can breathe. I do what I need to do to feel better in the moment and regain that clarity and remind myself that these things that I'm thinking right now, these thoughts that are going through my head, are not my own. They are due to the anxiety and the depression and the struggles that I am having. They are not mine. I still struggle with anxiety and depression, but it isn't a constant, it is not a constant force in my life. I can either choose to let it control me or I can choose to control it. And that doesn't mean that medication or therapy aren't the answer for people. And I've, like I've said before, I've seen both do amazing things for the people in my life who have similar mental illnesses. But for me, I realized that the only way I was going to feel comfortable in my own skin was by pushing myself through these feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, and anxiety, and just not letting them slow me down. So, if you are someone who battles a mental illness, whether it's due to postpartum hormones, or it's something you deal with every single day... I would urge you to find what works for you and ask for help if you need it. There is absolutely no shame in what you are dealing with or going through. It does not make you less of a person or less of a mom if you deal with anything like that. You are amazing, you are strong, and you are capable of becoming anything that you want to be. I'm also always here if you want someone to talk to, so please feel free to reach out. My DMs on Instagram are always open, and I would just love to hear your experiences and how you've managed your own mental illnesses, whatever that may be or however that may be. So with that, I am going to leave you, but I will see you in the next episode.
Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of the podcast. I hope you'll keep coming back each week as we talk more about productivity and how to manage life as a mom. If you liked this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review or share on social media and tag me at sierra.scocco. Let's bring the focus back to what truly matters in life and become the most productive version of ourselves that we can be. Until next time.